0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you one bad mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, is it too late to make a majorly dramatic shift in my life if I have kids? We'll ask Marnie Zalbin. Plus, biz is handy with a knife. Woo!
1: I am on my way to the happiest place on earth, Barnes & Noble. I just am so tired. And my husband slept all day. He slept all day. All day, he came out of our room at 5 p.m., and I just told him that I needed to get out. I just need, I needed to get out. I needed to leave. So, he said, okay. He took over with kids, and I am on my way to go sit in the Barnes & Noble Starbucks and get something hot to drink and eat a giant piece of cheesecake because our Barnes & Noble hunts cheesecake. And... I'd buy myself a book that I probably won't read because when when, when am I going to read it? When am I going to write it? <laughs> but it feels good to buy a book and have it sit and stare at me on the counter for, you know, three months or however <laughs> long. So that's my check-in. Hope your day is going better than mine. Thanks for the hotline. You're doing a great job. Bye. <laughs> and hotline
0: thanks you. Oh, my gosh. I... I think you're doing a wonderful job. My first question is, is your husband sick? <laughs> what do you mean he was in bed all day? What do you mean? I mean, I'm going to do a little benefit of the doubt that maybe he works very long or late or weird hours. Okay? That's fair. But I am glad that you got out. Actually, it's that's a really hard thing to do, and it sounds like, Biz. that's so dumb. If you want to go, go. But it... <laughs> It's not. Even if you have a partner, even if your partner is there, it is very easy to just be like, fuck it. Or only give yourself a little time by hiding in the bathroom. Not that that isn't valuable, but the fact that you were like, I need to get out of this house. And yeah, I love Barnes and Nobles. I love all bookstores, especially those that have coffee shops and cheesecake and... (laughs) I was laughing so hard about the book, right? They're like, I'm going to buy a book and acknowledge that I'll not read this book, no matter how much I like this book and how interesting it looks to me. The reality is it will sit on a shelf. I have a little shelf, my dresser, like on the shelf. I have six books. They are very different books. Okay, Varying degrees of beach read to like written by somebody at Princeton. And Princeton can write beach reads too, but this is not one of those. And they sit there and I love looking at them. It's kind of like reading. <laughs> anyway, you're doing an amazing job. and Thank you for checking in and, you know, good job taking care of yourself. Speaking of good jobs, it is time for thank yous. Like the old song goes, second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> That's my song about the pandemic. It's still here, no matter how much I like to walk through the world as if it is totally normal. Uh, Beep, boop, beep, pop, beep, boop. Not happening. La, la, la. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. It is still happening. Uh, And so I want to acknowledge and say thank you to all the people who are continuing to care for all of us and provide medical services for us. And I want to thank all the teachers, and administration, and school nurses, and school psychologists, here's the thing, none of us are okay. And I feel like with this whole thought of quote-unquote returning to normalcy, and we as people with children in our house understand the thought of, oh, back to normal. We all know that back to normal is a myth. (laughs) Like There's a new normal, there's a different normal, there's something else, but there's no Back to what once was. And as we all emerge and find ourselves in places that feel familiar, we can really feel like everything's A okay and forget that we have all experienced and are continuing to experience a collective trauma. And so, (laughs) with that said, I want to really emphasize how thankful and grateful I am. To everybody who is out there just working to keep things open. I mean, like, really, guys, it's every job. Every person you come in contact with has experienced trauma. And the fact that they are showing up, be they teachers, be they grocery clerks, be they stalkers, the Amazon guy delivering your boxes, it doesn't matter. They all have gone through something just as you have gone through something And therefore, I am very thankful for everybody still trying (laughs) and showing up. Speaking of showing up, it is almost the Easter. Yes, the Easter. Many things for many people. In our house, it is a time for me to eat robin eggs until I'm sick and puke in an Easter basket. It is a time for us to hide eggs, for the children to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go hunt. And it is a time, this time, for the first time ever to have the entire family here. Guys, you guys know we don't have a lot of family out here. Stefan's parents are going to be here. My parents are going to be here. My sister and brother-in-law are going to be here. And we got an extra bonus. Cousin Jim. Jim who is my brother-in-law's cousin. So that's exciting. But Easter really served as a reminder to me that four years ago, I made an Easter bunny cake using the 1970s Easter bunny cake mold and decorating it with beautiful pink icing, piercing blue eyes, a lovely green neck bow, And then serving it to my children and my friends who had gathered for Easter, taking a knife and cutting its head off. And Ellis losing their mind. I mean, absolutely scarred for life. Bez, how do you know that he's scarred for life? How do I know? Because every Easter, they remind me never, ever to make the bunny cake, ever. In fact, there should be no food in this house resembling a woodland creature. And so once again, I look at my cake pan. I wish longingly to pink frosting the shit out of a bunny cake, but I can't, at least not this year. Man, that year he goes to college.
2: What is doing it up?
0: But who knows? Maybe. One day, Ellis will feel a change, will feel a shift, will want to try something else. Even if they have been very committed to not having this cake, one day they might want to have this cake, which makes me think about big, dramatic changes in our lives and how we feel about making them, which we're going to talk about today. With longtime friend of the show and friend of mine, Marnie
1: Zalvin. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host
0: of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice.
0: Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Our guest really does not need much of an introduction because I am so happy to welcome the lovely Marnie Zalbin, not only a longtime friend of mine, but a longtime friend of the show and the One Bad Mother community. They have been on the show. They have led the Facebook group. They were not completely broken by the Facebook group. And at one point in time, I would have done some introduction about HR and their work in that field. But we're gonna be talking about big changes today. So we're gonna we're gonna leave the bio a bit of a blank slate and instead just say welcome, Marnie. Oh my gosh, thank you. Hi friends. Hey everybody! Hi, Hi. <laughs> it's Marnie. <laughs> She's Marnie. She cooks and studies and has some kids. I think I made a better version of this up when we weren't recording. It's perfect. Marnie. It's perfect. Marnie. Yes. You know what I'm going to ask? Who lives in your house? Oh, gosh. In my house.
2: (laughs) In my house. Beautiful apartment. Yes. Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yes. Um there is myself yes there is my husband alex yes there are two children in this uh, house a 12 year old and a seven year old very nice who get taller every day it seems like yes they do really it's true yeah no they really do (laughs) we've been noticing this a lot with the seven-year-old recently Taller yeah. every morning, yeah. And teeth just falling
0: out, just right fall, out. raining teeth, raining teeth, and growing out of pants.
2: And oh yes,
0: like so tall, so very tall. And then, because we don't see a lot of other kids all the time, when we do have another kid over, and you see how tall they both have become. And then you think about the last time you were doing like playdates regularly mm. pre-pandemic and you were like you were babies. And now now you're like tall and wearing shirts with opinions on them and stuff. Able to get your own water. Thank you Jesus. I'm yeah. like you're gonna have to get it. Get it. You get I'm hungry. You know where the cups are? Get it. Yep. That's right. Ask your friend if they need a they need something. You're tall now. You can get that cup. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. And 12. Yes. People might have noticed that Marnie and I both have kids that are very close in age. And yes. so there are many similarities. The main one being they keep getting taller.
2: But how is your tween? My tween is tweening it up. Oh, so tweeny. for sure. E- extremely tweeny. Good. Doing a way better job of it than I did in oh. a spectacular way. <laughs> I don't know if this is a generational thing like maybe there is no more awkward phase. I All I wonder this of the too. friends everybody yeah. seems to be lovely yeah. and I don't know if it's makeup tutorials or skincare uh, regimens or not our what school. it is. Oh, all
0: right, <laughs> makeup. I'm like, they might be watching a tutorial, but I'm like, whoa! When I go through carline and pick a pick them up, I'm like, hey, tweens, settle down, settle down with the eyeliner. That is, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of it, and I feel like so. Old school, like Southern, and like my mother, like this weird combo of those two things. Because I want to be like, "You're so pretty. Why do you insist on making yourself look like garbage? Right? Like, <laughs> why are you wearing all of that? Stop. Tuck your shirt in, or son, you're in your pajamas. For God's sakes, you know. But it's I'm like, not not me. So whatever. But they, yeah. in terms of awkwardness. Mm. Everybody seems to like expressing themselves however they want without it being like, yeah, I don't know. They're just a big mess and they seem totally fine with it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird,
2: but it's so nice. Oh, I see.
0: I can't. It can't be true.
2: (laughs) That's where I am. Maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm just living in some kind of fantasy realm where my kids are not.
0: Well... I think both of both of our fantasies are, in fact, fantasies. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But at least it's
2: not us again. Yeah, oh, so true. Right, and bless them that they don't have to live through the hairspray and Ugh. the mismatched socks, perms, and oh uh, yes, I'm going
0: to say perms and very, very large. Earrings. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it. I wore a bolo tie. I (laughs) wore a bolo tie. Oh, I want photographic evidence of this? Oh, I will. All right, everybody. Look (laughs) forward to biz with a perm. And by the way, short hair, not long hair perm, (laughs) short hair perm with a bolo tie a very large, oversized shirt that had cowboys on it. Oh. I was cooler. I was so cool. Anyway, speaking of cool, I have Mm. always thought you to be one of the coolest people ever. Especially because when somebody says, I went to clown college. And I was a clown, like a professional circus clown. I know that for many of us, we would want to run away screaming, clowns, but... That would be unfair to the longstanding tradition of clowns. And Marty was a clown!
2: Ah, that's like you ran away and joined the circus. I did. I God. did for four years. I know. It's so part of <laughs> being a middle child and suffering from imposter syndrome. Oh, Jan Brady. Go ahead. Yep, that's me. Is this idea that like Well, I did it. So it can't be that cool or that difficult or that impressive or that. It's just something that I did. So. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. So I totally forget that it's like. It's a big deal. It's a ridiculous thing. It's a ridiculous thing that you did. Yeah. Like,
0: Marnie, this is me calling you from the present, (laughs) the past and the future and saying, (laughs) That's so rad that you were a clown. Thank you. Uh, So just everybody take a moment for that. And all of that said about how cool the clown stuff was, there was a long period of time where you had chosen a career and you were
2: living that career. You were very good in that career. Tell us all what that career was. I was in human resources for a major motion picture company that I still don't name, but you can figure it out if you think about major motion picture companies that had incidents in 2014 that would make me want to not say the name of it out loud.
0: (laughs) Everybody take a moment. Take a moment. Take a breath. Google it. Absolutely. That is an interesting place to work.
2: Yes, it was great. And yeah, you... If I remember correctly,
0: you liked it. I mean, you enjoyed it, right? Am I crazy that on the grand scheme of
2: liking jobs? Yeah, I, I really liked the company. I liked how well it took care of everybody and that what the company was doing was socially responsible before it was cool and like, necessary for people to see that you were being socially responsible Mm, it was just ingrained in the culture and i don't know if that's because it is a i will give you another hint it is a japanese company (laughs) Um, i don't know if the values sort of were non-american in that way but the people who they were having people at the very bottom levels contribute their own ideas be the unique people that they were. The company really brought together that, you know, everyone brings something unique to the company. And that was really great. And my boss was excellent. Towards the end, it was just myself and her. For most of my career there, it was just myself and her holding down lots and lots of people all over the country. And then you decided walk away i (laughs) did it was not easy no
0: okay this is where i want to get to actually i want to talk about the ease or not ease of something like this because i think there are i think there are sort of different stages when kids get into your house right like there's Mm -hmm. the i'm about to have a kid come in my house and i'm i am at x place in a job or in my education or in my whatever i or i'm completely lost and wandering around which is very i've lived in that place many years so you have that place and you're like well i can't make a lot of changes cuz there's a kid that just got in my house right? right or maybe you make all the changes right i don't know right so that's a place and then there's the Before kindergarten, that's a window where, like, there's a lot of demand on parents right then uh, because unless you can get good child care or you have people who can help watch your kids, it's another not – to me, it didn't feel like a good place to make big changes. Sure. And then once they get into, like, regular – quote, unquote, regular school, whatever that is, suddenly for a lot of people, it's like, well, maybe – Maybe I can do something different. Or if you're like me, you're like just paralyzed by fear your entire life and you just think, whatever. I, like, I, everybody knows this. My mom went to law school when I entered first grade. Like, that, that is a major shift. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, and we're all all right. So, I, so I guess I want to hear from you why. And, and the process of giving yourself the space and permission to, to make that change.
2: I'm still sort of figuring that out. I'm oh, graduating in three weeks. I know. Um, so I don't know. So first of all. Yes. Tell us what you did. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you need a content warning, a trigger warning, anything like that. Okay. So I'm just going to put this out there.
0: We love content and trigger warnings. Marnie's about to say something. (laughs) Stick your fingers in your ear and count to 10.
2: Yes. About three and a half years ago, my mom suddenly passed away. That is a major contributing event to why I decided to go to grad school. Career change, all of that. So in my past... So I've had maybe two past lives. Yeah. Um, In all of them, I had been working with children. Always been a major part of my life. I was a preschool teacher. So my mom taught classes at the Y, an art class and a music class, when I was five. And she taught three-year-olds, and I taught three-year-olds right along with her, starting when I was five. Right, of course. And then from then, you know, when I was in high school, I was an assistant camp counselor at the preschool where I went. That age of kid, preschooly kid. Yeah. Always, always, always. And then I was, as you mentioned, a circus clown, kids, 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 all kids, the kids, time. Kids, kids, kids. Kids, 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 kids. <laughs> so my mom actually went to grad school. I have two sisters. We all went to the same preschool. When my younger sister graduated from preschool, the director of that school took her aside and said, "You need to go to grad school and become a teacher, and I will pay for it if you teach here." Damn! Right? That's amazing. It was pretty incredible because that age group was where my mom's like, "There's just something that, there." She the magic, got it. The karma. The, the magic, connection. That yeah, three-year-old something yeah. right there. So when I was eight, nine, 10, something like that, my mom was doing school at night, Mm -hmm. the whole same thing. And she eventually became the director of Head Start in New York. Like, wow, exactly. So there was that. And all the while I was doing whatever it was that I was doing, ended up here in HR. And when my kids were going to preschool, I would just hang out there. In the mornings, because yeah. my work didn't start till 10. <laughs> well, I, do so I, I do the same
0: thing. I do the same thing at My kids go, I just like hang out and I'm like shooting the shit with kids. With tiny <laughs> so, little
2: kids. Yeah, it's best. The it's best great. age. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. So they'd have to like kick me out and be yeah. like, you need to go to work. Mm-hmm. You need to go now. <laughs> but I, yeah, sitting in the dress up corner reading books and knowing yeah. everybody's life story right. and whatever. <laughs> Loved it. So when the now seven-year-old was leaving preschool, so my favorite preschool teacher started taking me aside and saying, you need to go to grad school. You need to be a teacher. Wow. <laughs> you need to get back in the classroom. And my mom the whole time had always just said to me, you you don't want to be a teacher. You huh. do not want to be a teacher. So she didn't like the politics of it. She didn't like the oversight of it. She she loved working with kids. She did not love being a teacher. Right. And then uh, fingers in the ears again. Yeah. La 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 she la. She passed la. away. Tra la la la. She passed away. She had a lot of undone things in her life. She was waiting, waiting, waiting always. Yeah. And just never got to do a lot of things, which sucked. And so that made me really examine. I was very good at HR. I am still very good at HR. I'm very good at communicating with people. I'm very good at taking care of people and making sure that everybody's being treated fairly and all of the things that you want in an HR person. I'm very good at it. But I didn't love it. And I didn't love that what I was doing ultimately was making money for not even the people that I was working with. Right. Like making money for people... Five times removed from us. And that really started to eat at me a lot. Right. So I went on to Google
1: and oh. I said,
2: what are some careers that I can work with kids, but I'm not a teacher? Wow. Right? Is that a Google?
0: I could, my Lately, I've been like this. Dear Google, <laughs> what is a job that I will find happiness at? And then, like, it's very bad choices come back with that. Narrow it it down a little bit. All right, just what (laughs) you got to tell me? What came up? What were the first things that come up? I hope, I hope, clown. But like, okay, (laughs) so not teaching things with kids, Mm -hmm. like camp director. I would say, like, camp related, probably. probably I don't know what came up.
2: Probably what came up. So the thing that I remember because yeah. That's what I'm now doing is (laughs) speech pathologist. Um, So the tagline of speech language pathology is helping kids find their voice. Yeah. So I read that instant crying. (laughs) Just full on (laughs) (laughs) sobbing. Crying makes me laugh because I have
0: horrible connections. But no, you're talking the deep. You're talking the oh. deep, the deep crying. The like, yes. it's not just this, but it's probably lots of other things that oh, I didn't yeah. even realize were connected to this thing. And now I can't stop
2: crying, crying from Cry- here. <laughs> from <laughs> yeah, deep down. From right here. Um, <laughs> but like, oh, that could be a job. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone will pay me to do that? Okay. So I'm still... Working full-time, two kids. Yeah. So I started researching programs and like, how do I make this happen? And I found out that I could do it online part-time. Wow. So that's great. I applied, got in. Yeah. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Well, thank you. And then, yeah, just kind of, well, in between that, right before I applied, I said to my wonder husband, Alex, like... This is what I'm doing. And it really was, it was the first time I think I didn't ask him for permission. I didn't ask his opinion. Yeah. And that was like a huge step forward for me.
0: Yeah, no, It sometimes it's easy to get lost. And with the idea of partnership and having this partner, but I think in partnered relationships, Sometimes one person is very comfortable making decisions or going through the day without thinking about the things that need to go, right? Like they need to necessarily go into what, ha- right? Like, I mean, and that's for whatever reason, whatever we've done. And so when you're like, I want a thing, it's hard to not want to kind of talk it out and get permission. I mean, talk it out, yes, but the... They're like, is that okay? Can I do exactly. that? Can we make that space? As opposed to, I'm taking the space. You're going to have to make the space. So I, I just want to acknowledge that that's a big deal that you that you got there for yourself. That's a big deal. So It
2: was hard. Yeah, um, no, that would be so hard. It was so hard. But yeah. he was great and... Then it was like, well, how do I tell my boss of, at that point, 15 years? Oh, yeah. Is she going to be mad at me? Yeah. Right? Are they going to
0: fire me right now? Right on the spot? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was over Christmas break that I found out that I got in. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to see her for like a week. And I literally made myself sick, worrying about telling her. Oh, so i couldn't sleep yeah no i just blah, 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 blah. and then uh we were coming back from break and i was like <laughs> okay i'm all ready and she took two days off
0: oh god damn it <laughs> i know
2: <laughs> back to sobbing <laughs> <I know. gasps> My stomach hurts. <laughs> but yeah then i sat her down you know i did catch up in her office how was your break yeah. great fantastic and also here's what's going on with me and she was like well i mean two years notice is pretty great i don't think <laughs> i could ask for more than that she was awesome and i was like look you know some of the classes will be during the afternoon i can go to a we work or whatever and she was like use a conference room what are you crazy yeah. good because we had a 15 year relationship at that point. Well yeah,
0: you had yeah, there was no question of your ability to get the job done and make time for this, right? Yeah. That sort of history is a gift. I'm glad that it allowed you to do this.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Me too. It really was a series of like things that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Good. Um yeah. <laughs> so that was great. We were all online then So that was January of 2019. Oh! What happened, Marty? What happened after that? Sort of everybody moved to an online program, whether they wanted to or not! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, True. Yeah. So that was interesting. So it's an online program. That means people from all over the country. I have 60 people in my cohort. I've met one of them in three years. Wow. There's supposed to be two weeks throughout the program where everybody comes to New York and hangs out in the lab and does things together and that didn't happen. Mm. And, oh, speaking of changes, we moved. Yeah, you moved in the middle
0: of all this, too. Yeah, that was, that's Uh, relaxing. uh,
2: relaxing. It was. It was very calm. (laughs) Because it went so smoothly. Oh, as moves do. If I
0: know anything about moving, it's easy and smooth is
2: definitely the word. It's, even when you're not in the middle of a pandemic, moving is crap-tastic. Uh, but the pandemic, ooh, mwah, ah, that's
1: yes.
0: just, yes! <sighs> it was great. All right, pandemic, moving, pandemic. Yep. work, and yep. school. Right. And people are still in your house.
2: So. People are still in the house. Yeah, We're all getting along. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. We moving definitely helped with that. Because yeah, then all of a sudden, March of 2020, I'm in school and working full time. Alex working full time, podcasting, doing whatever, writing, yeah, all of it. Kids school from home. Yeah. And in the apartment that we started all of this in, yeah. One table. Yeah. And one table and it was yeah. everything. A yeah. table and a coffee there was a coffee table as well. Oh, Marnie, there was <laughs> a <know>. coffee table. <laughs> there was a coffee I table. Know, that's I almost brutal. forgot about our annex. <laughs> the coffee table. <laughs> so, yes, moving was pretty necessary. I want to get back though, to the life changey things mm-hmm. because, it,
0: I mean, the thing about moves and global pandemics, <laughs> you know, and uh, big changes. Is that, to me, those are all things that, for me, would make me go, this is a horrible time to do this. I need to be focused on X, Y, and Z, whatever's the easiest, whatever keeps things, you know, uh, familiar and reliable. Mm-hmm. And so we touched on getting to that place where you can say what, not ask, say what you want. right. But how are you processing or what for you was the process like in terms of the other sort of elements that I think people with kids in their house might go through? And it's different for everybody because it's about who your kids are and who you are and who your partner is and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I wrestle with worry that any change I make Will have a bad series of effects, right? Mm-hmm. Like and that's my own personal like, don't worry, everybody, in the therapy. But for you, did you have worries? Did you have concerns? How did you work through them?
2: Yes. I, I worry about everything all, all the yeah. time. Constantly. Uh, I, had, I know. That sounds so nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So when it started, most of my like classes were during the day, mm-hmm. which meant the kids were completely unaffected. Yeah. Their lives remain the same. It really is only in the past couple of months that I am unavailable. Yeah. But I'm unavailable during the day for the most part and still can put the seven-year-old to bed most nights. I'm trying very hard to be as participate in their lives as I was before. And frankly, I hate to say this, the pandemic has sort of helped in that way. I'm not expected to show up for school events. I'm not expected to, you know, be in places that I can't be. Yeah, that's true. So I was definitely worried about that at the beginning of the program. Um, But I think I have talked to them enough Mm -hmm. through it To say, you know, in a little while, I'm not good. You know, it's just going to be for a short time. And then school will be done and things will be different again in a different way, you know. So I've been sort of preparing them for that and preparing Alex for that as well. (laughs) It's like, I can do this now. I will not be able to do this later. I can do this now for the next three months. I cannot do this because it really just kicked in. That's the beauty of this part-time program was, like, it's part-time. And I happen to be very good at organizing and scheduling and compartmentalizing yep. and, like, putting all the <laughs> right. things in the boxes and, and making sure that everything gets done without overlapping into other things.
0: Here's a question. So how do you feel now as you are so close to having... <laughs> completed graduate school how
2: how do you feel so i'm gonna say 50 percent. so excited so ready to be doing <laughs> the like oh, i i can do this thing i have these skills i've yeah. done fairly well that means that like i really can do this and that's so exciting yeah Yeah, you didn't get into it and go, ah, shit, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) But also, fifty percent. I just left eighteen years of very solid vacation time, relationships, yeah, stability, insurance, right, all of that, all of it. I left it all. I know. Wasn't that? Stupid. (laughs) Not stupid,
0: just scary. It's like going through a haunted house. It's scary. Yeah, exactly. Who would do that? Why would you do that? Marty would do it. Marty
2: would do that. Of course, Marty would.
0: Marty, Uh. she likes to uh, take a risk with her life. Marty, she's a mom and a wife. What? What year is this? Anyway, you are also a mom and a wife. I'm just saying. I am both of those things. It is not the the principal portion of the TV show that is, it's Marnie. <laughs> oh, it's a big portion. It is. But, you know, this is more about Marnie Other making things. it in the big city. Okay. <laughs> that is terrifying.
2: It is. That, and I am, I would consider myself one of the most risk averse people yes, around.
0: I would consider you, well, except for that whole
2: running away to the circus thing. Even that though. Yeah. If you met the people, you it's not that. I mean, it was a big business, and they have a very nice track record of keeping people very safe. <laughs> so, okay,
0: actually, I just want to—I want to wrap up with this, and that is for both of those feelings existing when I heard you announce that you were doing this. I thought it was the bravest thing I'd ever seen. I—I—I mm. I, I, I thought it was. So amazing and uh, inspiring. And I I know that it is a a circumstance that is yours, right? It's your series of things. But I want to emphasize that the choices you make have an impact on the community around you. And... I also want to tell you how lucky the world is going to be to have you working with their kids, working through, I don't know what the words are, because I am not a speech pathologist of children, (laughs) working through their
2: talky-talky problems. Thank you. Yeah, don't don't be scared. (laughs) No, that means a huge amount. And I really... When people say things like, I couldn't have done this without the support of my children and my family and blah, 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 and my friends, it's 100% true. I could not
0: have done this. I (laughs) thought it was like, I thought it was like, how do you make jam with kids?
2: You ignore your kids and you make jam, right? (laughs) But this is, no, it truly is like having the support from my friends, having the support from the other people in the program, having the support of my family is huge. And when I told everyone that uh, just having this confidence from outside of me. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without that. I do not. I, it would not have been possible because I am proud of my children in a ridiculous way. Right. Like the I'm proud of them. They yeah. do things that amaze me all the time. Oh yeah, to hear from them that they are proud of me. <gasps> Ooh, cry, cry. Oh, cry, I gotcha. Crying. God yep. damn it! I got you. <laughs> uh, it is ridiculous. Like, wait, no wait. <laughs> do you mean? Do you mean that if we allow
0: ourselves to be complete people in the world? That is actually has good positive results on our children? Yeah. No!
2: Because I'm doing this very wrong. No, you're not. You do amazing things all the time. And your kids see you do it. Mm. And you are modeling for them Mm. how to be a complete person who can do things. Mm. You do them. Just just hoping that
0: not to raise total assholes. I am...
2: I mean, I haven't seen them in a while,
0: but I am hundred well, percent sure, sure they are. Pretty sure they're not. Not <laughs> now. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not at this moment. No. Well, never going to happen. I am. I am so happy, on your behalf, to have that experience with your kids. And thank you for coming on and sharing what you've been doing because I it, it is. It's just another important story in the, we are not just our kids, but they are our kids in our house. And, you know, it is kind of all tied together, whether we want it to be or not. And big decisions are scary and hard, and good job uh, making them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Dipsy. Whether it's a warm cup of coffee, basking in warm sunlight, or listening to a sexy story, pleasure is all around us. With Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting. Escape into a world where pleasure is your only priority. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. Dipsy is just another... Tool that we have in taking care of ourselves. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash badmother. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to Stories.com slash badmother. dipsystories.com slash badmother Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Okay, this one's kind of dumb. Any game that requires scoring, be it mini-golf, be it a version of charades that we have that we were trying to play with Ellis the other day, any game involving scoring, we've stopped scoring. And we play for fun. Fun! (laughs) And honestly, it makes it more fun for Ellis. I mean, the kids eight. We don't need to, you know, train them to be an assassin until they're at least 12. So, you know, for now, we'll do things for fun.
1: (laughs) Well, I just have the tiniest little genius you've ever heard and that is that i have oh my goodness hold on (laughs) oh man he's right here isn't he so he was eating peanut butter on pita or rather he wasn't eating peanut butter on pita and then all of a sudden i called it peanut butter pizza and he ate it so hey i'm a genius Woo! have a great day thanks so much bye that's amazing
0: that's amazing you're doing an amazing job. I also always love to hear people mid-parenting. Mid, I'm, You know, if that is not an example of constantly being interrupted and not being able to... That call was 36 seconds, everybody. And a good portion of it was being interrupted. So double good job. You are a genius. Failures. suck fail me me okay I'm, I'm on a roll between the toes and everything else okay ellis really hates it when we make red beans and rice for dinner red beans and rice raiden loves it i love it steven loves it ellis doesn't eat 98 percent of the meals that we make so you know we are moving on Somewhere in the last two or three years, we were setting the table with uh, everybody's meals, and down go the red beans and rice, and Ellis is like, I can't, (laughs) like, really upset, as if I had put down a bowl of vomit. I'm sorry, this is a vomit-heavy episode. He looks at it and he starts screaming that it smells, the smell is so bad, it's going to make him sick. He can't look at it, it's going to make him sick. I can't eat, it's going to make him sick. And we're like, well, we want to eat our dinner. And he's like, it's going to make me sick. All right. We start stretching out the time. Ty- Red beans and rice used to be our go-to, like w- sometimes once a week kind of meal. It's very easy to make, the recipe that we make, which is probably insulting to chefs everywhere but it had been a while in fact a couple weeks ago Stefan was like oh we don't need anything from the store we've got stuff for red beans and rice and I was like god help us don't I just don't even like like I'm already stressed out thinking about the fact that you're gonna make it but fine Stefan makes the red beans and rice two nights ago he totally fucks it up I don't know how. There was like a rice issue. But anyway, it was more of a red beans and porridge. And it was delicious. And on that evening, we all sat down in front of the television to eat dinner. So no one was looking at each other or really able to see each other's food. And I thought, this is great. Look at me enjoying red beans and rice. And maybe this means Ellis is over it. The next night was leftover night. And we had red beans and porridge left over to eat. And we put it down on the table. And Ellis loses his mind, including some lovely, like, dry heaving. And I'm like, that's not real. You're you're not. That's not real. Stop it. Stop it. Whenever somebody dry heaves, I'm like, stop it. You're just going to make you really sick. Stop it. (laughs) Anyway, basically, we all got really mad. In fact, I did one of those very like aggressive, not passive aggressive, aggressive. Like Stefan started like heading out to like eat on the porch and I was like, this is exactly why I said we shouldn't make a food that at least one member of our family hates. Anyway, it was relaxing and I don't think we'll ever eat it again because I let an eight-year-old control my life.
1: This is a sale, I just bundled up my daughter because it's still winter here in Chicago. And we raced to school to pick up my son and ran into the dad who's picking him up to go to a play date today. Yep, I scheduled a play date. I told teachers that he's going home with this other family after school. And (laughs) I still rushed to school to pick him up even though I knew he had a play date. So that was real helpful for getting me all that extra time after school, wasn't it? Oh, I Uh, This
0: is just like a big fail sandwich. Uh, Not only are you barely able to function as a person in terms of remembering things, you also had to put effort into getting your very young child dressed for cold weather, which is, which is really awful. I mean, there are sometimes some kids are just like, hey, put me in a jacket. But a lot of children really don't like it. They don't like it. So they, they don't like it. Like my kid doesn't like red beans and rice. So way to forget something about your child's schedule uh, because you are president of their schedule. Way to like follow through with it by getting your child completely dressed heading to the preschool and timing it just so you could see your fail unfold before you that's just beautiful so you're doing a horrible job and we're gonna kick you out of the pta (laughs) is that a
2: thing you are the greatest mom i've ever known
1: Max Fun Drive 2022 starts in just one week.
2: Monday, April 25th.
1: We'll have exclusive Max Fun Drive gifts, awesome episodes, bonus content, and
2: you know what else?
1: You'll just have to tune in.
2: We have some tricks up our sleeve. Sleeves? Tricks? Is it plural?
1: We'll catch you next week, the greatest time to support the podcasts you love. Max Fun Drive starts on Monday, April 25th. Don't miss it. If you're sick of constantly arguing with the people closest to you about topics that really aren't going to change the world, we're here to take that stress off of your shoulders. We take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's right, Hal. If you have a subjective question that you want answered objectively, Once and for all time, for all of the people of the world, questions like, who's the best Disney villain, Mac or PC? Or should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That's why we're here. Yes, I get that these are the biggest questions of our time. And we're often joined by special guests like Nathan Fillion, Orlando Jones, and Paget Brewster. So let Mark and Hal take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal, weekly on Maximum Fun.
0: All right, everybody. It's time to snuggle up and listen to a mom have a breakdown.
1: This is a rant. I'm on my way home from work. This is probably something you've heard of 10 billion times, this fucking mommy brain shit. I Googled it. New York Times says specifically that it (laughs) is meaning that the fancy pants part of your brain is screwed. And I have a PhD, very competitive job, competing with all these single dudes. All my work is fucking fancy pants shit. And I can't even remember the name (laughs) of the town that my dad lives in. (sighs) So it's really fucking annoying. I don't know how I'm going to progress in this job. (sighs) Sucks. Thank you. Bye.
0: You are doing an amazing job. That brain situation is real. I give you extra credit for finding the New York Times article, because that's fancy pants. Also, I (laughs) really like that you're using the word fancy pants, which I'm sure is some sort of official academic lingo. You're right, though. You know, here's the thing. This is a fair thing to rant about, and I think it I would love, actually, to go back and talk about super brain, mommy brain, whatever, in the future, because it is truly a thing that we do not talk about with seriousness as a society. We make a lot of jokes about, oh, it's just mommy brain. Oh, this is why women shouldn't rise in corporate America, because their brain goes crazy when they have their baby. You know, I mean, it goes along with that whole, like, they can't because of their period or whatever. Garbage. It is scientifically a fact. Oh, everybody loves it when I try and do science and facts. It is scientifically a fact that when you make a human being with your own body, you do lose part of your brain. You gain new brain functions. A lot of those have a lot to do with survival. And it doesn't mean you've lost all of that information. It doesn't mean that it's all gone forever. It just means that for a while, just as if you had gotten hit by a car and were waiting for your leg to heal, no one would make you run a marathon. I think that we should be really mindful. And I mean, there's no like fixing it, but I do think if I ever led a job, 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 kind of job, job. And I had, <laughs> and I had people who had had children. I would be pretty loosey goosey when it came to my fancy pants requirements and expectations. Because none of it means that you are not as brilliant and as capable and as smart and as amazing as you have always been. It just means that our brains are literally altered. And 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 so it takes us a little extra time to go find the stuff we need to find rolling around in there. Man, that wasn't scientific at all. Uh, I should probably go read that New York Times article. The bottom line is, is that frustration that you feel is very real. And it brings up a lot of feelings for me in terms of feeling less than or condescended to or any of those things. And... It can be very frustrating when you are surrounded by people whose bodies will not be affected the same way that yours are. So I don't know. I guess let's just all keep that in mind when it comes to supporting each other out there, especially new people who actually made babies with their bodies. I think you're doing a really remarkable job. And I think we should rant about this as long as is needed. You're doing a really good job. Well, I think it is obvious that the road to trying to figure out what is a self, if I am a self, if you are a self, if any of us are still selves, is long. That is a long road. I I, I mean, I think I have gone through phases of trying to keep that process separate, trying to struggle to keep my self-identity separate. From my kids and my family, I think I have uh, at times tried the complete opposite, merging it. I have tried trying to find some sort of balance. And every time, there's something that works and there's something that doesn't. I just hope that everyone will join me in remembering that this is always and will always be a process. And there is no getting it quote unquote right. Whatever was normal is supposed to be normal, is a new normal, will always change. <laughs> and that all of us are are where we were two and a half years ago on some level in terms of whatever we're carrying around, and now we're carrying it around with the trauma of the last two years. And really the trauma of the pandemic is just one part of what we as a country and we as a world and we in our smaller communities are going through. There's just so much. So I wish for us peace and I wish for us grace. And I just encourage us all to continue To give standing ovations to every person we come across on the street. With that said, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to
1: low down, Mama Blue. I got to low down, Mama Blue. Got to low down, Mama Blue. Low down, Mama Blue. Got to low down.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash mother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com.
1: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to
2: MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, fuss and not go down mama's oh, said daddy, baby, by, not down